This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. So he was all to pieces because he wanted Desperado to be his championship song. Do you remember this? Desperado. Desperado to be his championship song. And guess what it was? Hey, now, you're an (laughs) all-star. Welcome to Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Welcome to Fast Lane Family presented by Charlie Soap. Charlie Soap has a solution for every tough cleaning job that you need to tackle. If you want to know more about their products, go to charliesoap.com. And if you like what you see, you can purchase directly from their site or use their store locator to find a retailer near you. You got really good at that. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you've got your inflection down. I'm. It's. I'm taking uh, thirty-six feet, three-six weeks, however long, but I'm getting there. Well, my guest today, Mr. Marty Smith, has got his guitar. That's right. Everybody brought a prop today. Marty brought his guitar. <laughs> Michael brought some shine. And and well, Mike Davis came in to say hello to us, and he was holding moonshine, so we invited him to stay. That's right. So tell that, us about that. That's a Dirty Mo Radio rule, by the way. If you walk in. With moonshine, then you, you have, you to, have to grab a mic, <laughs> I guess. So tell us about the moonshine. We'll give old Bill Elliott some props well, here. We were li- we were leaving Miami. Uh, Greg Ives drove to the wrong airport. Did he? So yeah. So we were waiting on Greg Ives and his family. This was yesterday. This was uh, what day is it today? Tuesday. Tuesday. I know. Right. Okay, Wednesday. Yeah, so, it feels like Monday. <laughs> right. And um, Bill Elliott had his airplane out there, and he says, uh, "Hey, I got <laughs> give this to Dale Jr." And he gave me a jar of what it's. I'm just read it off the label. Bill Elliott, Dawsonville Moonshine, Georgia Mountain Apple Pie. And I like this. I I turn it around. Marty, read what his little catchphrase is. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for you to shine. Oh wait, no, no, no. I just messed that up. It's time. It's your time to shine. It's your time to shine. shine. (laughs) You know what I say? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. That's Kelly, funny. this is your podcast, so we'll No, uh, no. <laughs> you <laughs> we were talking about over. Greg going to the airport. I have a funny story about Ryan headed to the nation. Ryan Pemberton headed to the nationwide banquet. So you know how we had shuttles lined up to take us from our hotel, which was right next door to the the hotel where the banquet was. Yeah. So Ryan comes out and he's like, "I need a shuttle," and and the guy's like, "Here's one right here." And so he gets on the shuttle, and there was nobody else from Junior Motorsports on the shuttle. So he was like, "Okay, what?" And she said, uh, "You need a ride." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm headed right over here to the banquet." And she says, "Napa." And he's like, yeah, Napa, which there was no Napa why banquet, she said right. that, right. right but right. he connected Napa Championship Chase Banquet, yeah. and she hauled off to the left uh, out the hotel, and he's like, oh, no, I think you're going the wrong way. The banquet's over here to the right. And uh, she said, oh, no, something, something airport, and he was headed to the airport. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, you got to turn around. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> he got swindled. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Did he no, have to I think her, he I just didn't read his freaking itinerary. <laughs> well, he wasn't the only one then, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say, is that yeah. a standard operating we, procedure we, for we, banquet? We, we told Ives he got his one screw up out of the way because we, uh, Next know, year, that we, don't need, we don't need this at 215. No, for sure not. Did you have a good time at the banquet? I had a great time at the banquet. I said this to several people uh, later that night. Going to the banquet as the champion is way cooler and oh, more yeah. interesting than just sitting there with, like, your third-place driver. <laughs> that's tr- give us a little note, Marty. That's that, that's what it feels like to go to a championship or go to a banquet as a champion. Did you have yeah. any alcoholic beverages, Michael? Yeah. He had a few. Yeah, it wasn't Bill Elliott's moonshine, though. I wish it would have been. It's your time to shine. Yeah, it's your time to shine, Dale. We absolutely had a blast after the banquet. I thought that was really fun. That we had our own fun. little after party yeah. with our employees. Um, after you know, Did you they dance? Went, 
Uh, yeah, I danced. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's video. What, yeah, there's oh, really? um, major dancing machines on staff here at Junior Motorsports. Yes, so there is. Charlie say. Soap gonna sponsor the YouTube video of Kelly <laughs> cutting rough. You never know. Hey, who would you think was the dancingest person at that party? I bet uh, Greg Ives. Yes, it was. Absolutely. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I am not gonna divulge details because I was sworn to secrecy. I have seen Greg Ives cut a rug yeah. when he was the 48 engineer, unlike anything I've ever witnessed in my life. Well, I, th- I think that's what we saw as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't His know legs, he can, like, cross the dance floor in pretty much one step of some sort. That's right. I mean, <laughs> Well, yeah, he is about 6'5 and 6'2", uh, his legs. He's a freak was, of nature because guys that tall shouldn't really be able to dance. No. Can, well, I don't – I mean, come on, Michael. Do you really call it, like, dance dancing? I mean, he was <laughs> – he was moving to the beat, baby. What was that? That's a good point. It was, right. What was, was funny is that Kelly and the big old crew was doing was a big Ivins, line dance. Right? They were doing a line dance. And Greg says, I don't line dance. I don't know how to line dance. I don't blame him. Me so either. what he did is he, he danced through all through them. He danced around them. He what danced song were you line dancing to? We were doing the uh, cha-cha shuffle or cha-cha something. What song? You know where you go, Oh, yeah, he goes, stomp and jump, you And jump. you go like this. Clap your hands. That, yeah. Every wedding yeah. I've been to yeah. in the last five <laughs> years, I've done that dance. Well, here was what was here was what was happening. So you know, everybody's coming over from the banquet, and this DJ is playing like crazy electric dance, Miami. That's real learned hard, ain't it? Right. <laughs> so first off, I had to ask him to turn it down several times because you know, as people were gathering, you wanted to kind of talk, and you were sitting in that banquet quiet the whole time, so you wanted to kind of talk and everything. I'm like, you know, turn that freaking nature music down here then we're like okay we got to play some line dancing because nobody's alcohol has set in yet so the dance floor is completely empty so we played a few line dances and got people going and then you know the alcohol started setting in and then people got more comfortable and they started dancing and by the end of the night everyone was on the dance floor yeah everyone, everyone. dale jr yeah. included yeah. what amy yes. drug him no. out there though oh really yeah yeah. She might have drugged him to get him out there. <laughs> she drugged him. <laughs> yeah, right. She drugged him out I there. I saw him um oh, I saw him do a move or two and then I quickly seen him escape back out. <laughs> well, in the condition that everybody was in, he might have been Michael Flatley. I would have I wouldn't have known the difference. I yeah. mean, everybody was out there. Yeah. It was it was fun. The person that looked like they had the most fun dancing was Chase. He was having a good time dancing. Chase. Yeah, when I'll mom and dad left, uh, you oh. know, <laughs> he has another gear in him. <laughs> I'll don't, be we with you. don't we all yeah. don't I've we all i've said this to junior this year and i've said this to chase that kid is so much better than i thought oh yeah he is the real deal holyfield yeah. and i said to him after he won the championship at phoenix i sent him a text message and i said young man i want you to live in the moment i want you to relish this and i want you to appreciate this your star is only beginning to rise and he is this link between the past and the future that the sport so desperately needs yeah. right now Timing and he's so mature beyond his years he's so well spoken handsome as all get out yeah it's just i mean i am so impressed with him yeah cindy and bill did i mean you know that's a man to make shine raising that boy <laughs> yeah it's no. his time to shine he's a good kid I he is He's so good that you just don't want that to ever change. Well, and it's no. like I, I noticed when he was up there and, you know, the nationwide guy, you remember this when they're like, and we're presenting you a check of one million dollars. <laughs> and his eyes went like silver dollars. And he was like, whoa. And they gave it to him. And I'm like, he's getting all these accolades and praises and people are telling him that he's you're only 18. I mean, Mike Helton was going, man, you have no idea how yep. good you are and all this stuff. I mean, he's human. That's got to start getting to your mind eventually, totally. right? I mean, like, how do you 
how do you stay humble through all this? Because he's so humble and so genuine. And it's like, gosh, I hope he never changes. But when people just shower things to you, and he's only just seen the beginning of it. Yep. I just don't want him to change. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, you know, it's, it's once you go to cup, you change. And yeah. it's very rare for people not to. And there is one beautiful dynamic that we've seen with several guys is that they change because they're figuring out who's real and who's not. And then they come back around and they know who they are. And one thing about that kid that impresses me is he already seems to know that so well. And that's raising. You know, it's, yeah. uh, I give him, I just give him and his parents a lot of credit and. I, I agree with you. I hope he's able to just manage it well. Yeah, yeah. He's got big decisions coming up that, you know, affect, you know, just your daily life. You know, who not, uh, when, you, when you get all these people coming at you and, you know, business manager. I mean, I don't know that Cindy's going to want to do that right, all her life, forever, you know. Right. Um, so many big decisions that will play into all that. But I tell you what, right now we're just soaking it up. That was fun. Good job on the party. Good job on all that, that stuff, that Kelly. Great. That yeah, was, was great. Good. I had a um I was looking through the pictures and saw the picture of Chase with his ring yeah. punched out and I thought what a lucky um young girl who gets to wear uh his championship <laughs> ring around their neck right at 18 <laughs> years old don't you give them your class ring uh, Yeah we did that Sarah back in the day and, 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 no seriously like uh so who's wearing his varsity letter jacket yeah. right now yeah. <laughs> Somebody They're going to get a nice championship ring with this well, you know lots who of he, diamonds you, on it You know who his date was to the banquet who Aaron Blaney I think they're just friends. I don't know. I mean, you know. But, but. he took Blaney's sister to the banquet with him. I mean, that's something, ain't it? That's like a Heisman. Yeah. Face. Face, Ryan. They yeah. asked. They asked Ryan <laughs> about it during the banquet. They're like. Well, they're buds, right? That? Yeah, they're yeah. yeah, he actually came they to our were. after party, too, right? <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. They were, yeah. Until <laughs> uh. he brought a sister to the banquet and <laughs> the head table with us. No. Yeah, we had a couple of uh, – we had Ryan Blaney and Brandon McReynolds and Jeb Burton came by the after party. All great kids, yeah. man. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, they were well, our... to your point earlier about the timing, it, it is perfect timing for somebody like Chase to, to be in his position. But I've said this before with all of the Blaney's and the kids that are coming up from the racers of the past. I mean, it, it is it is awesome. It is just really awesome. It's interesting because that history that I'm so crazy about, you're, you know, you yep. guys are so crazy about, uh, we, we lost it for a little while. Yeah. And it, because I think it's not, there was so much emphasis on spreading NASCAR like wildfire all yeah. over, not only the country, but the world. And we lost that niche appeal that made it so awesome when I was a kid. And I feel like that's really coming back around again. And those kids are going to be a big part of that. That's why I wanted to say that to Chase. Yeah. Because there's going to be a whole lot of people that love that nine in 1988 that now love that nine again. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But he's, again, the maturity is impressive. Yeah. One more thing I'll say about the champion championship, and then you can actually get to what oh, you had that's planned it. for. No, we don't really have anything planned. Oh, good. We're just I will say this. Kicking everything around. It was very uh, – it was just awesome to see Dale Jr. live in the moment again. I, like, I told him, I said, I don't know what kind of banquet they threw in 1998 or 99 – but I'm going to tell you something. He was enjoying every moment of that. I and, remember. And, you know, and he ha was it I the, remember. What was it? At the Cracker Barrel? <laughs> no, it was, it was at the in LA, LA Beverly yeah. Wilshire. Yeah, it was in LA. <laughs> and let me tell you a story. Oh, this. I got a great story. So we're riding around in this limo, and Junior was driving for Delco. And he don't have a suit. He's got no suit. I don't know if he forgot it or he didn't own one or what. I'm sure he forgot it. I, I mean. watched Brooke Hondros 
who was at the time Brooke Mitchell, who represented Delco at the time, walk into some fancy Beverly, what's that road? The Beverly, the, uh, the main uh, road. Wilshire Boulevard. No, or Rodeo, Rodeo Drive. Drive. Yeah, Rodeo, Rodeo Drive. Drive. March <laughs> into some, they parked the limo on the curb. <laughs> this sounds Brooke, like a Junior shopping story. Brooke walks into the store and comes out with the whole wardrobe. And I'm looking at Dale like, because I don't know Junior that well at this time. We barely know each other. I'm sitting there looking like, damn, you got that kind of game? <laughs> <laughs> and then this is even better. So he was all to pieces. Because he wanted Desperado to be his championship song. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. Desperado. Desperado like to be his championship de- song. And guess what it was? Hey, now, you're an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so pissed off about that, he couldn't even see straight. He's like, man, it's... But Desperado? That's what he wanted. I asked him. <laughs> he really wanted Desperado to be his song. That is so crazy. Well, I tell you this. He, back to my point. He had a blast. We did everything that we could do. I mean, anything NASCAR threw it. And then you saw that picture of him at the end where he's drinking out of his yeah. trophy. He says, he says to me after the banquet, and he, we're on stage and we're kind of wrapping up, taking a few pictures and stuff. And he says, you know, they just put some trophy out there that said third place on it. I guess they're just it goes to the third place driver. But uh, I was wondering, do I get a trophy? <laughs> And I said, uh, well, let me ask. I said, why would they just put a third-place driver's trophy next to you during your interview portion of the banquet? And he says, I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. But I want to know if I get a trophy. Well, I went and asked Amanda Ellis at NASCAR, and she said, no, that was his trophy. That's the third-place owner oh, for the yeah, owner's right, right, points. Right, right, right. So I guess Penske right. won. Gibbs right. would have finished second. We finished third and fifth. And we finished third. I said, that trophy yep. there, that's your trophy. And, man, <laughs> he's so stoked. Oh, my gosh, you thought it was a Stanley Cup or something. I mean, you saw that picture with him and Chase and Greg. They're holding their trophies, and he's sitting there drinking out of his. I'm telling you, man, he was just living it up. It's good. He now, loved it. you know what is just great about that is that we have third place on our trophies from Brad Kozlowski two years in a row sitting upstairs. I don't never remember him being that excited about those. It just that's shows true. the maturity different and man. growth. It Right, and, and that's my point is it shows the maturity and growth that he's gone through since 2008 and nine, just from that standpoint alone. Man, we had um, fun. I that hope that good. we get this other one back here because he, he, he might be so damn proud of it. He takes it home. They're the all lined up. You know where he's going to put it on top of that Martinsville clock. I know. They're, <laughs> all, they're all lined up now in his living room. He's got all the Daytona, the two Daytona 500 Wouldn't that be funny if he took every one of his trophies and he started out with the ones that are the widest and the heaviest and he just kind of built a pyramid of trophies? <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. No, I'm telling you, that's the most Dale Jr. thing that, that you could think of, and I wouldn't rule it out. No. Well, right now you've got down at the basketball court with all the fire suits that we hung up, and then there's a whole shelf of helmets and trophies. My Papa Ralph's trophies are there. and Man, what a good time. You know, uh, somebody asked him, they said, you know, who are you going to be cheering for when you're done driving? I mean, like, who's the person that, you know, has got your eye? And he says, it's Chase Elliott. (laughs) I will be a Chase Elliott fan. Uh, He goes, he's the kind of guy that I would cheer for if I was a fan. And I think everybody should because he is that guy. And he goes, now – when I have to start racing him in Cup, you know, I'm not going to be his fan because he's going to be smoking us. <laughs> <laughs> but he is uh, he is a guy that I would cheer for. Well, let's switch gears for a minute because we've got a special guest coming up here in a, in a couple minutes and talk about the Cup uh, champion, Kevin what Harvick. What a race that my was. Gosh. Was awesome. Delana, oh, my gosh. Oh, and I saw Delana crying. Oh, let me tell you a story, okay? Go ahead. So, Sunday, Nationwide has a champion's dinner at 5 o'clock. 
they forgot to check the start time of the cup race before they planned this dinner. So I'm like to Jim McCoy with Nationwide, uh, is there going to, well, my husband actually, he's like, is there going to be a TV in there? We've got to have a TV so we can watch cup race. So we're at this bank, we're at this dinner, 20 people Nationwide, a couple NASCAR folks, uh, Ryan Blaney and Jeremy Bullens were there from the Penske organization and us and Chase, uh, LW9 Chase. And that race was so freaking intense that we hardly noticed when Donald Trump walked into our wow. dinner. <laughs> wow. So Donald Trump walks into our dinner and we hear this voice. A couple people turn around, you know, like trying to figure it out like this is a recording or something because we're at the Trump Hotel. And um, we're all, the front half of the room is just way into this race. And I'm hollering across the table to, Chase, Chase, it's Donald Trump. Turn around. <laughs> That's funny. He's like, who? <laughs> no. You could not have possibly scripted. Oh, my gosh. It to unfold like that. And I, to me, that was the most intense day I've ever experienced in my career. 17 seasons. I've never experienced that level of intensity. And I remember 2011 when Tony and Carl were racing each other. But a lot of guys pulled over that day. There was a lot of pulling over to let those guys have their yeah, day. Yeah. There they wasn't no pulling over on Sunday night. Oh they were God. racing like hell every lap. That's why I said I had zero skin in the game whatsoever, and I just couldn't believe I mean, I was on the edge of my seat, Me could too. not believe it. It was nuts. Here's how I was on that. I, you know, I went in there hoping Kevin Harvick would win because I love Kevin. And, uh, and, and, and maybe I bought in even a little bit to the whole, you know, who deserves to win it and who doesn't. And obviously Ryan <laughs> Newman gets it. Like, if Newman wins this championship, NASCAR's got a big problem on their hands and everything. Let me tell you this. After I saw how those four guys raced – I was absolutely okay if Newman Whoever won it won, yeah. or Lagana. Lagana would have definitely deserved it. Uh, any of them, Denny, they raced. They, they put it the all out on the line. And you know what? If Newman would have walked out of the championship, I would have absolutely said he had earned it because that was so intense. That, that race was incredible. I went out on pit road and just sat there and watched right there out of turn four. And uh, I, I, I just I wanted to hug them all. I felt so bad when Logano had his pit problem, and I'm not a Logano, you know, fan. I, you know, I just he beats us, and it just drives me crazy. But you know what? <laughs> I wanted to hug the kid after that because I just know how just devastating that would have been. And when I see Delane on the pit box, oh, just all that emotion before he even took the checker yeah, flag, like just yeah. going last, through all those cautions yeah. again. Oh, I just it was so, everybody was so glued to that. I've never been on pit road when when there was that much tension or uh, you know. Can it, you imagine what Brian Francis' face must have looked like? I did imagine with it. twenty <laughs> laps to go in that race. Yeah, you have these four. You 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 have what I honestly believed was a contrived system eight ten months ago. This is never going to work. This is ridiculous, and it comes down to these four teams, all of which put every single uh, ounce of work into that race. They're running one, two, three, five for a hundred laps, mm -hmm. and you had to win to win. Yeah, you can't yeah. make it up. No, I don't know how that happened. Not so much so that I would say that it won't be that good even it may next never year. Be. Like, like it may never be that good. You again. You think, oh, this system is so great. Look at these guys. I can't imagine a scenario where you had these top four drivers running in the top five for as long as they did. I know. You know. And by the way, I did imagine what Brian Francis' face was like, and, it, and, and the only one that came to me was Roscoe Pico train right after he does. <laughs> you know, when Flash walks in the door or something like that. Giggle. That's how I figured it looked like. Anyways. Uh, the giggle. The giggle. So Delana's coming on. So Delana's coming on, yeah. So we'll see how 
her week's fair, and she's had a couple of days to. I can't imagine what it must be like. Settle down. Her scenario is so different than everybody else's because, you know, the team, they have their thing and they think about the race in a different way, right? Husband's behind the wheel. He's thinking about the race a different way. As spouse, the way that you think about the race is very different and you live it differently and the emotion's different. I mean, they made it to racetrack, man. She's lived every single thing he's managed Every single second, nobody else involved has. Yeah. And that's a very different dynamic. And I can't wait to hear because that's the one. I mean, I've, look, I've seen Kevin Harvick more in the last 10 days. I've talked to Kevin Harvick way more than I talked to Laney. Yeah. <laughs> I went to his house. I landed from the Phoenix Red Eye, took my kids to school, and went to Kevin Harvick's house in Martinsville. That's right. You, you were uh, you were kind of embedded with him, weren't you? I was. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling Not you. Not in bed with him, but embedded. Oh. Right? <laughs> I want to clarify that. I don't want anybody to get confused. <laughs> yeah, you don't get carried away with that, Michael. <laughs> but you were with him a lot. I was, and he said some things leading up to the championship that really stood out to me. And, you know, all of us are parents, Amanda notwithstanding. You understand <laughs> that the decisions that you make for yourself, and you know you, to own up to them, you, and, and you can when you're the only person that's affected. Yeah. But when you're trying to mold this little person to be a better person than you are mm-hmm. and you have to answer to them for these things you're doing yeah. that's a different thing altogether yeah, and that's yeah. where we see kevin right now yeah and i look forward to talking to her about what she sees from that perspective is that her well let's Elena. talk to her hello hey how are you thank you so much for calling in on your busy day uh this is um i've never had days like this in my entire <laughs> life it is a hectic whirlwind crazy machine that I'm just trying to fit myself into. It's crazy. I assume this is a result of your championship winning ways? <laughs> uh, well, of Kevin's championship winning ways, yes. It's, it's amazing what actually has to happen and goes on behind the scenes to make everything work. But it's, it's a good thing. Well, we were just talking. He's got the perfect partner in you to uh, make that happen. And we were sitting here just discussing just how, I'll use the word Marty just used, embedded. <laughs> That Delana uh, is and has been, you know, in Kevin's life and, and there's the spouse and how different it must have been for you as then the team is watching as the spouse. And we were all watching you those last few laps uh, just on the freaking edge of your seat, eyes closed, not knowing what's going to happen. Um, what was that like for you? You know, it's I'm such an in-control person that that's one of the things that was really difficult for me because I had no control. Um, and, you know, when you love somebody so much and you know that this is something they've worked and they've wanted their entire life it's just it's it's the emotions that you go through are, are they're, they're overwhelming and um you know from that pit stop i felt before the pit stop i felt pretty good about things and then that happened and you know rodney and, I, and he said he never doubted taking four tires and I, honestly i think that's what won the championship and and we it's funny we laugh we forgot we won the race that never even occurred to me <laughs> As we were standing there, and I looked around, and I said, hey, who won the race? And they said, we did. And I'm like, get out of town. We did not win the race. Your mind is so, there's just so many things, and it's an overload. But, um, you know, it's just, it's been an amazing year for the fact that it's a first-year team. You know, Rodney took a leap of faith to come work with a guy who he's probably not heard the greatest things about over, you know, his career in NASCAR. And, um it turned out to be one of the best decisions Kevin's ever made, and Rodney and this group of guys that Rodney and Kevin have put together is by far the best I've ever been around in my life. 
You want me Marty. to ask the next question? Yeah. I like I, I, you can go ahead, and I got one for too. <laughs> Elena, uh, it's Marty Smith. Congratulations, honey. Uh, I know you. that, that you, know, you and Kevin met at the racetrack. You've lived every second of every obstacle and every triumph and every failure together. And I can't imagine what the culmination of all of that uh, being a championship right now it's going to take you a while to process those emotions. But yeah, it, it doesn't seem real, to be honest with you. It's still, it's, I think, what is today, Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> you lost today, Delana. I'm sorry. It, it still, Wednesday, does not seem real. It seems like a dream. And you're right, and, and I'm not an emotional person, and what you've seen on the pit box, honestly, the last two weeks is just, it's all those things that you just said culminating into something that, you know, I don't have control over, but the highs, the lows, the disappointments, the, all those things over the years of his cup career that we've gone through together, um, you know, coming down to that one one moment, and it's just, it's, it's overwhelming. Delaney, this is Mike Davis. Congratulations. I wanted Thank to you. hug your neck on that pit box. I, I, when I saw you, I almost busted out in tears, uh, but I, I'm so happy for you. I got a question, though. I saw your husband go from sixth to second in one lap and then sixth to first in two laps and then hold off guys that wanted that just as much as he did. Are you ever just – do you ever ask yourself, wow, that's my husband? Like, are you still impressed about how talented he is? Because I've been watching Kevin, you know, for years, but not until he comes to junior motorsports and I see what he does in our race cars. I'm like, that guy's incredible. And I wonder, do you, after seeing what he did Sunday, do you, do you say that to yourself? Well, see, here's the thing. I've learned as my role as his wife, or as I affectionately call myself, the dream killer. If I were to ever give him too many props, I can't allow his head to get too big. You sound like Laney, Delaney Quinn. Yes. See, you're married. You know this. That's you know right. what your spouse has to do. But honestly, you know, yeah, clearly I'm biased, and, and clearly I think Kevin is very talented. But I think he's just as talented outside the race car in the way in which he sees and understands how – to put people together and, and work um, behind the scenes with not only the team but with the sponsors. And I think a lot of that happened, you know, when we ran KHI. We made a lot of mistakes, but we did some things pretty good as well. And I think that just all of it, his talent behind the wheel, uh, it all comes together, and I think it makes him a really, really good race car driver. Had you guys prepared yourself with the possibility of not winning the championship? I mean, you guys have had an incredible season. And going into that week, there's now everybody that, uh, you know, you got three other guys that can win it. Had you mentally prepared yourself on what it was going to be like if he did not walk out with that championship? A hundred percent. And, you know, there, there's a lot of things that put your life into perspective. And, um, you know, on Saturday, one of my best friends lost her mom. And I, you know, one of my best friends, Sherry Pollux, is going through something that is way bigger than this. And, and I told Kevin Sunday morning, I said, listen, the sun is going to come up on, on Monday, whether or not you walk out of here with this championship. And there are people that we love that are facing bigger things than we are today. So you know what? You go out, you, you take what it gives you, and, and if it's meant to be and it's written, then it's going to happen. And if not, we'll try again. You know, and, th and that's, I feel like that's how you have to look at things because, you know, you, you, it doesn't define who you are. Yes, he wants it more than anything, but at the end of the day, there are much bigger in, in our opinion. Well, one of those much bigger things is Keelan. What's Keelan's take on all this? <laughs> to be honest with you, Keelan, <laughs> Keelan's not super happy that Dad's the champ, only because Dad spent 30 minutes at home on Monday and he's been gone. 
And I said, but Dad's the champ. And he said, that's bad, Mom. (laughs) So he doesn't quite understand why Dad's not home because we explained to him that in the off-season, Daddy's going to be around a lot. And clearly this was before he won the championship. So he sees him on TV and he says, me hold him. So, But he knows that today um, Daddy's coming home. Nice. Happy about that. Well, I hope you guys have some time planned uh, for Thanksgiving to enjoy together. And then the next week is the banquet, and you'll be busy. You'll be right back to busyness, but uh, hopefully you'll get a few days here to take it all in and spend some time as a family, and Keelan can have his daddy, the champ, back. I think that is, is great. But like I said, I just it, it means so much, you know, for, for all the, the congratulations from, you know, not only our peers and you guys, but, you know, everybody, you know, folks even from social media that don't really know us, but, I don't know. I just I'm so appreciative of the fact that people have you know that stand behind us, and even you know fans that are saying, "Hey, we're big Dale Jr. fans, or we're big Jeff Gordon fans," but they're not in it. But we want to root for you guys. And you know, this chase gave us something that I didn't expect to have happen. To be honest with you, I, I wasn't expecting this from, from a race fans perspective. I thought it was pretty freaking awesome, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. From Kevin's wife's perspective, it was a little <laughs> nauseating, <laughs> but um, I, I couldn't have imagined what it would you know it to go any better. Yeah, I think we all agree with you. We were discussing just having how hard all four of them raced, and, and all 16 competitors throughout the chase. But, you know, even if you weren't a fan of one of the last four, they the intensity and the racing and on the track uh, Sunday was, was just so intense that if you're a NASCAR fan, there was no way you couldn't pay attention and be wanting to root for, for one of those four guys. A hundred percent. And I'll tell you guys something. Nobody knows this, but they uh, we were getting ready to walk out. Um, I had just gone his nap and we were getting ready to walk out to go out for driver intros and um lee bryce's song um i drive your truck yes. on, and that's a song that i just can't listen to it always reminds me of my dad and um and kevin and i both looked at each other and we sat there and we looked for the whole song and he looked at me and he said i got this and we oh. walked out ah! was, <laughs> so, i don't know it was <sighs> you know it was so. something so cool and kevin, it was funny because we had told keelan all week you know, Mr. Jake Owen's coming, and Cowboy's coming, and all these people are coming. And he looked at me, and he said, Mama, is Papa John coming? And uh-huh. that's my dad. And, you know, for a two-year-old to not really kind of grasp the situation, I explained to him that Papa John was there, but he just wouldn't, you wouldn't see him. And for that song to come on, and for us to sit there and hold hands and listen to it and walk out and have this happen, it was just, I don't know, I feel like it was meant to be. I feel like I need another coat on because I got chills all over me. Um, <laughs> I need a tissue. <laughs> I, have, I have seen some of my dearest friends who are some of the hardest, most intense people become soft as putty when they have a child. But I don't know if I've ever seen anybody lose the hard edge they had and be softened up and have perspective like I've seen from Kevin Harvick. How has being a dad impacted the man and the racer? Well, I think I don't think it's really impacted the racer as much as it has the man, and I think that was a perfect example was what you saw happen at Texas. Because you know, Kevin and I, when the moment we found out we were going to have a child, we talked about how we wanted to be parents, and we always talked about we're going to lead by example. Um, and you know, after that happened, and he came home, and um, we discussed that, he said, "Man, I'm going to have to explain this to Keelan one day." And he said, I want him to always fight his own battles. And he doesn't mean physically fight, but he wants him to stand up for himself. And, you know, if you have to face music, he wants Keelan to face his own music. He said, but I have to explain to him what just happened, and I, and I wish I would have handled that differently. So five years ago, would that have ever happened with Kevin Harvick? 
Absolutely not. But Kevin Harvick, the dad, now has a different perspective on how things go and in the eyes of Keelan how that's going to be perceived. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, it's more than cool. I mean, yes. it's very vulnerable, and it takes a lot of guts to say it. Well, you know, dad, moms and dads aren't perfect. Moms and dads make mistakes, too. You just happen to be on a national level where you might see those things on TV in Kevin's case. And, you know, it just gives us a good opportunity to say, listen, we're not perfect either. And, you know, we regret some of the things that have happened. And I think it's a good life lesson not only for, for Kevin, but it, it will be for Keelan as well. Hey, Delana, I have to ask you this because one of my favorite images and snapshots from that from the victory and from the celebration was uh, with Tony. What was it like to share that moment with the owner? It was, um, honestly, it was pretty emotional, to be honest with you. Um, from the moment that, you know, Kevin, and really Kevin and I had made the decision to, to move over to SHR, you know, Tony kept saying, we're going we're gonna to give you a shot at a championship. I promise you, I promise you. And you guys all know Tony's had, not that, you know, some, some tough times here recently. And to be able to look at him, in the eye and say thank you meant the world to Kevin because at the end of the day Kevin and Tony are friends and, and all this race and stuff is great but at the end of the day it's going to go away at some point and your friends are your friends forever and to know that they accomplished something together was means more to, to Kevin than, than anything he could have ever done to be able to make Tony smile. I gotta imagine that it's one of Tony's career highlights I mean yeah he's a championship driver but uh, to win that championship with Kevin as you know as the owner uh, and Kevin is the driver in Kevin's first year uh, it, with the team. It's just that's got to be a career milestone for Tony. I think so, too. And um, I think Kevin brought up a good point, too. He's the only NASCAR Sprint Cup champion that's ever waxed his owner's back. Did yeah, that? that's true. <laughs> that's true. As nasty as that is. That's, that's quite truth. a distinction. Yeah. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. I, I, oh, I, I caught that little piece of information from Kevin. Yeah. On Twitter, and I, I, I appreciated him. Maybe that's that. what we can do to get Junebug over the hump next year. He can just <laughs> ask Rick to lay down on that table, <laughs> or have Kevin wax his back. Or have Kevin? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kevin seems go. to be the one to do that. There you go, son. <laughs> Too funny. Well, Delane, I know you've got a busy day. We'll let you get back to that. But thanks so much for um, coming on and talking with us and sharing your thoughts. And hope you have a rest of a good week and get some get some family time in and some rest. All right, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. So you're talking about how fatherhood can change you. I think we might see that in Kyle Busch next. That'll be interesting. Talking about that edge. Uh, I seen a little bit of it during the banquet when he was talking, you know, when he was making a speech and he re- he made a referral. And um, I just caught that twinkle. And Kyle Busch gave a great speech. He did. He did give a good speech. Great speech. I'm going to tell you something. He went up there. Everything he said was just genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't looking at a teleprompter, and he just delivered a great speech. And he did say, he talked about, uh, you know, him being a future dad and, you know, Samantha and everything. And I'm just telling you, I, I've told him after the banquet, I'm like, I enjoyed your speech, man. That was great. Yeah. You know, just from the heart. Let me tell you about Kyle Bush. So six, seven, eight weeks ago, how many weeks are we into the NFL season now? Maybe ten. However many. Uh, Kyle is testing and cannot draft his fantasy football team. So he implores me to draft his football team for him. I have no desire to do this because I know that it's my it's going to be a problem for me when, if I do it wrong because that's <laughs> Kyle Bush. Are y'all co-owners together, or did he just pick you up off the street? And say, I just played GM, and I let him take it over. Okay, okay. So I draft his team. No sooner do I draft his We're like six rounds into this draft, and he's all over me from this test. Who have you picked? So I take a picture of the draft sheet. 
and I made a mistake that I took Matthew Stafford instead of Andrew Luck. I felt like at the time Stafford had more weapons. Receivers, yeah, he's got Megatron. Which he did at the time. He gave me so much grief about that that I contacted Matthew Stafford and had him sign a helmet to Kyle (laughs) that said, to Kyle, best of luck, Matt Stafford. Yeah. Well, on sun every single Sunday night, I get a text from Kyle Bush cussing me blue for picking these players because his team is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he mentioned that in a speech, by the way. <laughs> Kudos to you. You know you won't get that obligation That's next right. year. <laughs> I won't have to do that next year. That's no. my you know whole plan, Kelly. I know, right? Because you know what they say about people who always have the right answers and always you just get more work, That's right? That's exactly right. So, see? <laughs> you just work yourself Jr. right out of a job. I'll let Dale Jr. See, that's the one thing people don't know, too. Here's a little nugget. After Harvick won Phoenix to make the championship finale race, he whipped Matthew Barry in fantasy football. That's doing it. After Matthew Barry said his team sucked. Wow. <laughs> face. Wow. That's a member of seventh grade when we went face. Face, yeah. yeah. That's a, I, that's a Seventh face. grade, no, last week. Last week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amanda says it to me all the time. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, Matthew Barry, man, he's the man. Dale Jr. Uh, will tell you that. They're buddies. But Kyle Busch, I'm going to tell you, I love that guy. I don't care what Junior Nation says. I love that guy. And I'm going to tell you, he gave a great speech the other night, and I'm happy for them. You know, a lot of good a lot of good awards, a lot of people deserving of awards in that banquet. Did you notice that? Like even on the truck side, uh, yeah. you know, Crafton winning two in a row. That's never been done. Nope. Um, you know, think of all the wow. awesome truck drivers in, the, in that series. I thought that was really cool when Mike Helton uh, delivered his ring to Matt Crafton, and he said, uh, you know, being a two-time champ in this series, you know, you join the name, the likes of Hornaday, the Elliots. Well, none of them have ever won a second championship. But what he was saying was, you've put the Crafton name in the history books along with the Allisons, Elliots, wow. Earnhardt's. And when, I mean, he was just listing those names. And I was like, man, how big is that for Matt Crafton? Yeah. From California with this team up in wherever, Ohio, you know, to sit there and listen to that. I was like, that's... Damn that's cool. awesome. That's, yeah. That's really cool. Do you know who else I was impressed with? This is going to, y'all are going to laugh at me being impressed with this person, but uh, the fact that Roger Penske got up there. Oh, gosh. He can deliver a speech like that. You know, and I don't know Roger Penske <laughs> personally. I don't. I know of him, of either. course. But I'm going to tell you something. That guy can, he rules the room yes. when he's talking, oh. and he doesn't need to raise his voice to do it. He didn't need notes in his speech. He sat there and looked at everybody uh, eye to eye. When he was talking to them, and I'm telling you, man, I'm like that. That's a yeah. I'd work for that guy. No, I'm not going to work for that guy, <laughs> Kelly. I'm just saying that's that's a man. Do they need uh, black pants, white button down radio? He actually even <laughs> said <laughs> that's funny. It, he actually said he was going to give up the the Penske no uh, suit to to wear Blaney shoes. Remember oh yes, that? he did. Yes, he did. Blaney wore these. Yep. He had How these white and black wingtip type shoes on with his Fancy. thing. Yeah. There was a lot of shoe things going on. Bubba Wallace had like gray oh, high top with black striped thingies on them. There was some converse around. I thought uh, Bubba Wallace was hilarious. I just, yeah. I mean, he is a riot. Yeah, he's a very charismatic young man. <laughs> yeah. And he can wheel one. <laughs> yes, he can. Man, there's a lot of them young guys can wheel it. Yeah, good stuff. So what's the holidays going to be for you guys? Well, I am... Uh, Going to be home here for the next few days, and then we are loading up the whole posse, and we are flying to San Diego for Thanksgiving. Lainey's cousin, Nicholas, is getting married, and we've never had our children on a cross-country flight before, (laughs) 
And my kids aren't the most sitting still in this type you'll ever meet. <laughs> They're like their daddy. They're a lot like daddy. And uh, I think I'm going to have to throw some Jack Daniels in my boot. <laughs> and, <laughs> Give them Benadryl. Because no, let me tell you, we um, Wyatt has flown a lot. And, you know, I have three kids. My nine-year-old cannot sit still and cannot be quiet. Ask us a gazillion questions the entire time you're doing something. But Wyatt, on the flight down to um, Miami Friday, it was nap time and the middle of our flight. And the they come on we're descending Wyatt you got to put your seatbelt back on no uh oh it's on now Wyatt you have to put your seatbelt back on the lady the attendant's going to come by and she's going to tell you to put your seatbelt on attendant walks by little man you need to sit down and put your seatbelt on no okay she comes back with M and M's no Wow! Not even so he didn't for the last you know it takes you about twenty minutes to descend they give you pretty much a pretty good heads up and for the last 20 minutes we sat uh, on each side of Wyatt LW had to hold the belt in place and Wyatt screamed at the top of his lungs the last 20 minutes what was your heart rate like (laughs) I was so embarrassed (laughs) but you know I mean at that point you're like whatever you just made me feel better I'm ready to go San Diego (laughs) now yeah yeah (laughs) well I'm going in a car with Wyatt LW and I are going to leave my kids are going to California also to uh, visit with their dad for the week and we are headed to Pennsylvania to the cabin with Wyatt we're driving headed back down next Sunday to do Mama Earnhardt's Thanksgiving you gonna kill any bucks up there it, it it will uh, not be gun season yet for deer, but it will be bear season. So we might be on the lookout for a bear. Well, W's already yeah. Uh, he's already got him a couple bucks. Hasn't he has. He's got a, yeah. a couple. Yeah. Um. By the way, before I get to my holidays, I want to tell you that my ride yesterday, uh, as we were leaving Miami, I picked up your daughter oh, Kennedy yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so took her to the airport it, right? with me. Yeah, she flew with us. Why is that, by the way? Why'd you, why'd well, you sit Kennedy with us? Well, just because there was one seat left on the plane, yeah. and we, yeah. we the the hour walk it took for us from um, baggage claim to rental car when we flew down Friday, I reminded myself of that with all of our luggage. So we sent some luggage and Kennedy back That's with right. you. Because well, I sent her back because she talks 90 miles an hour. And that was an educational <laughs> ride for me. I, I got a lot of good advice on apps to, to download for my daughters. Um, I, I'm trying to think of them. There's one, Style Me Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, she, we wanted, that one. she wanted to make sure. She goes, do I need to write it down for you? I said, no, I got this. And I, she goes, what is it? I said, Style Girl. She goes, no, no, see, that's a different one. No, it's Style Me Girl. I said, is okay. this on your iPhone? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I better she, get that for San Diego. She, you, yeah. She, she was <laughs> enthralled by it. But she also gave me one. Um, it's with princesses and uh, I think it's like Royal Ball. Is that, does that ring a bell? Yeah. And then she went through her entire contact list and made sure that my number was in there. <laughs> this was our ride to the airport. So that was a lot of fun. But uh, I am uh, going to, we're, we're going to my family's for Thanksgiving, Ringgold, Georgia. Uh, Sarah's family's oh. for uh, Florida. Yeah, you can hug on both these towns, <laughs> I can promise you. Uh, just bought me a used Chevy Silverado, so uh, Did you know? I might, right. even, might even take that with me. So, uh, get old truck. Yeah, now. just gonna take some time off, you know. You've been a farmer for quite some time now. It's about time you got a truck. You right. got a tractor. Right, I've been borrowing everybody else's. <laughs> I don't get a whole lot of time off. Well, none of us do. Yeah. I'm getting ready to go cover your crimson tide here. Are you really? You going to the Iron Bowl? They, uh, no, I'm not going to Iron Bowl. What? I'm gonna be covering the college football playoff. Well, how are you gonna say, you got, why did you just do that to my crimson tide? Because they're the number one team in the country. Right, as of this week, which doesn't start this week. Don't worry. They got to play Auburn. Dude. All right. After what happened last year, oh, it can't get any worse. Yeah, I hear you. They lost well, last year, didn't they? 
They oh, lost on the it's, most. It's just how flukish, they lost. Yeah. yeah. Lucas play in the history of football. You going to have uh, – is Mamaw got a big get-together this, this year? Yeah, we'll do our same. Uh, there's about 45 of us, I guess, when it's all said and done at Mamaw and Hearts for, for Thanksgiving. Yep. That'll be fun. That'll be just down the road in Kannapolis. It's always, always fun. Well, cool. Does she allow beer? Does she? That's a good question. No, we don't drink there. No drinking there? No. Mamaw used to drink. She used to drink Crown Royal and Sundrop, but she – I mean, she's 83, so she doesn't drink anymore, <laughs> but she just looks down on drinking. I was drinking. just going to do the same thing. She looks thing. down on drinking now, too, <laughs> Listen, so I know no, there'll Bill, be no drinking. I know Bill gave Dale this shine, <laughs> but, you know, we could give it to Mamma, give her a little apple pie. Tell her you're bringing apple pie Tell her bring an apple I pie. Think, <laughs> I think that that right there should be a Dirty Mo Radio fam, Fast Lane Family Giveaway. You know what? Because it is your time to shine, it's Marty. It's your time to shine. So. <laughs> so, Mike, I have to thank Charlie Soap for coming on board this first season of Fast Lane Family. Kudos to you for, for working with them on the sponsorship. Um, they've been a great partner. We wouldn't have been able to do this without them. Can't do it without them. I, I, I love them, and uh, I really do appreciate it. Because I'm going to tell you something. And Marty and I had this conversation uh, at the foundation event. This podcast rocks. I love Let's it. just be honest. It's you do a favorite. great job. And you have had some just tremendous interviews this year. And this podcast, I don't know, I don't know what our expectations were with it. <laughs> but next thing you know, you're on USA Today. And, you know, there's big stories that Nate Ryan wrote. And then you've got these interviews. And I still, I mean, Delana, what she just said. Yeah, that's oh, that awesome. Oh, yeah. gave me chills. Yeah. Oh, but you've had just as many interviews, though, that gave me, uh, you know, chills. Like, I think of Angie Skinner. I think of Shauna Robinson. Um, just been some killer stuff. Your interview with my man Marty, Marty here was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you know something? Do you want to know who Lainey Smith thinks is the funniest person on earth? Me? <laughs> Michael Davis. Oh, She thinks you are the funniest dude, and I just go, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not funny when you have to deal with it, right? right. <laughs> I love Lainey. Yeah, but we uh, – yeah, I, lo- I, love her, I love her more now. <laughs> In fact, she's the winner of Bill Elliott's Moonshine. <laughs> Take it on her trip to San Diego. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it has been fun. And we've, uh, Amanda and I have already started uh, working towards next year. And, and uh, I already know we're, we're reaching out and, and hoping to talk to uh, Ann Schrader and, oh. uh, next year. That'll and be – Ken Schrader stories. What could go yeah, on? Yeah, right. right? <laughs> uh, Arlene Martin is somebody that I want to get on. Uh, Mark's wife, Arlene. And uh, we'll take your request, fans. So yeah. Tell us who you want to talk to. But, again – you know, it wouldn't be possible without sponsors. Charlie Soap, uh, we thank you for that. And the holidays are coming up. What happens there? Messes are going to be made. So get you some Charlie Soap. Take care of all your problems. You can go to their website, charliesoap.com, or use their store locator and find some Charlie Soap near you. You pointed at me when you said messes. Don't think I didn't notice that. you like, Mike Dave, messes You're will be made. And you pointed right at and me. And you make messes. And you make messes. That's, <laughs> That's right. right. If you would have walked into my office this morning, you would have thought it was your office because it was crazy. <laughs> your we, office needs a Charlie yeah, soap on it? We have we've <laughs> had a little construction going on, making room around here. That's and, right. Ooh, I walked into a mess this morning. That's it. Thanks, guys. Certainly, certainly appreciate it. Hope the holidays are good for you. Hope you don't have to work too hard, Marty. You Hope it's it. not cold wherever you got to go for those I'm ball games. Thankful as a man can be. It's all good. Like Delana said, lots of people out there with lots of hardships. So we are, um, we have to be thankful. Just We're blessed. We're blessed definitely. individuals. Absolutely. Definitely. You got a, a ending chord for yeah, us Yeah, what there? you got? Take us out, Marty. Take right. us out with a little tune. I'm going to play a really, really solid D chord. Done. Awesome. <laughs> That's our new theme song for Kelly's podcast. If My you wouldn't if you wouldn't. Bill Elliott has moonshine. <laughs> 
If you drink it, you'll have a damn good time. Because it's your time to shine. I want to thank all the listeners that have joined us this year for Fast Lane Family. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've certainly had a wonderful time with the podcast. Can't wait to get started back in February. Send us your comments, requests, thoughts, questions, any way you want to do it on Twitter or or my Facebook page. And we will shoot to make this show better than ever for 2015. Until then, see ya. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 